me to speak about the favor of God. The Lord helped me to speak about the favor of God. I will tell you a personal testimony. I will tell you a personal testimony. Man, it's so hot in here. Let me just get a little bit comfortable in this room. Um, <laughs> just, I just want to build a conversation with our church. Are you all comfortable? I hope you are. But uh, last week I started a, a sermon series. I mean, two weeks ago I started a sermon series and last week I spoke about the favor of God. Guess what? We walked in home. Uh, that day, that day, you know, some of our church leadership, uh, where, where we, we knew that, that we wanted um, a financial breakthrough in, inside our church. We wanted a financial breakthrough. And let me be very honest with everybody watching us right now. And it could be a testimony to some of our leaders and pastors who are watching us too. We want a financial breakthrough within our church. Guess what? We walked home and immediately, boom, we got a text message and say, okay, pastor, we prayed for something. God did more than what we asked for. Guess what? Two days after that, two days after that, we were on a, 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 a board meeting. Our team gathered together for a time of prayer and updates for our services. And we gathered together. One of our elders within our board, um, he, he, he helped us understand that, Pastor, you know what? We received a check. We received a check this week. Guess what? We were not even expecting to receive that check, but God was faithful. You know what I'm saying? God will never lead you to a place where he cannot provide. Why? So his favor is going to take you to places this year. His favor is going to, you might be saying, Pastor, my house is locked down. City is locked down. Nation is locked down. Everything may look locked down. But can I tell you something? When the favor is uh, favor of God is over your life, he will take you to places. Y'all can type amen for that right now. If you get too rowdy in your, in your, in your spiritual atmosphere, within your home, start running around. Give God all glory and honor. Let his name alone be glorified. This morning, I have another word that the Lord has put in my heart. And I, I had kind of mentioned it last Sunday that I'll be continuing our message where I stopped last week. So last week, I talked about the favor of God or walking in the favor of God. This week, as I continue, let me read um, the flagship scripture that we were, uh, you know, diving into throughout this sermon series. It's from Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 to 26. Numbers Chapter 6, verse 22 to 26. This is how it goes. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them. Verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Today I want to talk to you about the face of blessing. The face of blessing. That's my sermon title for today. And if you're taking notes, do, 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 do write it down. Do, do, do take notes. And as we dive into that, the face of blessing is where I want to camp on for some time. And the scripture that I want to meditate for today's meditation is verse 25 and verse 26. Verse 25, I preached about it last Sunday. It says, the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you you and give you peace. This is a beautiful word that we read in the scriptures here. I want to help you understand in the Hebrew Bible, the face of God 
you know, it, the word that they have used is panim. The word they use is panim in the Hebrew word. And in the Hebrew word, as you translate that, it simply means, the word panim simply means the, the presence of God. So we see in Exodus chapter 33, verse 14, uh, it says, you know, it, 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 it says that my, 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 my face will go before you. My face shall go before you in Exodus chapter 33, verse 14. My face shall go before you. It simply means my presence will go before you. So you know, in other words, what I'm saying here is the face of blessing is none other than the presence of God Almighty. Can I tell you, all of humanity has been waiting to see the face of God. In the Old Testament, we see Moses, he cried out, God, I want to see your face. I want to see you. I want to see you. I've been hearing about you. I know about you. I walked with you. We spent a lot of time together. You have showed me visions about different things. But God, you know what? Uh, all that is really good. But I want to see a face. I want to see the face to what I'm talking to. And you know what God says? Nobody on earth can see my face and God walked past Moses covered his face and Moses can see only the shadow of God or the backside of God the back uh, uh, end of God what I'm trying to help our church understand here is we, we, we long to see a face a couple of years ago, most of you know that I was working uh, for the AGWM. And as I was working for the AGWM, I had a lot of clients who were missionary associates. And uh, we had a lot of calls uh, to make uh, almost every day the missionary, new missionaries would call me. And when they call me, I have no clue about who this guy is. I have no clue about who this person is. So I had to go online to check them. Sometimes it's a very loud bass voice that I hear. They're like, Oh, Justin, this is so and so from, you know, so and th this place. And I'm like, okay, the sounds so good. Then I go online, I see a skinny guy and I'm like, how in the world this skinny dude can hold that bass sound within his body? Come on, somebody. So, you know, what I'm trying to uh, us to understand is, you know, sometimes we have conversations on the phone and we try to see, you know, who is calling us. You know, you want to put a face to the number. You want to put a face to the calls you are receiving. I, uh, is there anybody along with me? And honestly, I would love to have conversations with people who are, you know, uh, already introduced themselves to me. In other words, let me also bring you another example here. You know, uh, do you accept promises made by people just on phone? You have not met them. You have no idea who this person is. And they call you to meet at a random location. Do you go there? Come on, somebody. I, I, I wouldn't do that because I don't know who the person is because I don't have a connection. I don't know the face of the number. I don't know who this person is and I wouldn't do, you know, going to the random location that they have called. If you are doing, if you've been doing that, please stop it. You don't have to do it. You got to know who the person is. You know the history. You know the background. You know who the person is. And then you approach and then you try going to the location where the person has uh, called you. And in the Old Testament, the word panim means the presence of God. And, 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 and uh, uh, you know, when God comes out and he talks to Moses, he says, you know, my, my face will go before you. My face will go before you. What it simply means is, you know what? There is no government that can stand against when they see my face. When there's, there's 
the power that it can ever withstand when they see my, my face brings and breaks open doors. My face brings and breaks open doors. My face is the access that you need. Come on somebody, I'm prophesying over your life. All we need in the journey that we are on is that to know that the face of God is smiling over our life. When we read Numbers chapter 6 verse 25, the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In other words, the other word that I want to help you understand, the face of God, or is also talked about the presence of God. In other translations, it also talks about the countenance of God. The countenance is a presence, the, the expressions on your face, the expressions. I want to bring your attention towards a story from my childhood, uh, and this is how it goes, you know. Uh, it's, it's my experience, right? So I, I'm, I'm sure my parents are watching this right now, and my mom will be like, oh, really, Justin, you want to share that part of our family story online? Live media where thousands, ten thousands are watching. Yes, mom, I'm going to do that, okay? So listen to this. So whenever my parents walked into the room, I would always try to see their facial expression before I asked them something. Yo, is, am I the only one about it? Or is there anybody else? Is there, do I have some witnesses? If you follow along what I'm saying, comment below. Come on, engage with us right now. So what I'm sh sharing is, you know, I wait for my parents' expressions. I wait to see. Now, if my mom is angry, angry and upset. Come on, somebody. Y'all grew up in a Malayali Pentecostal home and you know if your mom, so our, our mothers have an ability to talk to us even when they don't speak a word. They can just stare us down and we know what it means. They can just stare us down and we know it exactly what they are about. And my, I, I wait for my mother's, I wait to see my mother's, my mom's, my, my dad's expression. And if they are smiling, I know it's gonna be good. If they're smiling and the countenance lifted high, I know that if I I ask them something, they're about it. They are about to do that for me. They will do it. You know, this is my story. This is my story. So I wait. There was one day my mom walked into the room and I, you know, um, I wanted to go on a church picnic, not a church, my school picnic. I want to go with my friends and uh, go for a picnic. Mom, mom said, no, you're not going. Dad is not in town. You're not going. You're staying at home. And I saw she was angry and upset. You know, I tried asking her with a different mood. Next time when she she walked in, I saw her happy. I saw her, she was bubbly. She, I don't know why, what made her happy at that moment. Maybe she walked into the room and she saw me doing good stuff for her. And you know, when I was working in the kitchen, I helped her. A lot of things that I've, you know, I helped her to do it. And she walked in, she was smiling. And I asked her this time, mom, can I go for a church picnic? Uh, sorry, why am I saying church picnic? I think it's due for a church picnic. But yeah, uh, what I'm saying, I, I want to go for a school picnic. And I said, mom, you know what? Oh, oh, can I go? And my mom said, yeah, why not? You should go. And she gave me the money. I'm like, wow, what just happened in one hour's time? You know what? The expression changed because the way I treated my mom within my household, I helped her do something uh, her expression totally changed what happened because her expression changed it allowed me to get what I wanted to have verse 25 it says the Lord bless you and the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace so what I'm helping our church understand is we hope you have been praying for all these years but you don't have a face to the conversations you were making you don't have a face value to the prayers you were making because 
because you don't have a personal connection. When you have a personal connection, my friends, you don't no longer need to be only on the phone call. You always go see, hey, you know what? Can I have a FaceTime with God? You know, the FaceTime means a lot. Just then having to hear them just on the phone, the FaceTime, I'm seeing the face of God. You know, what I'm helping our church understand here is have a face value connection with God Almighty. Build that habit where you can see the face of God. What it means? Can, can anybody see the face of God? I don't think so. All of humanity born out of a sinners, uh, you know, are craving to see the Redeemer's face in the Old Testament. Every single one. That's why Moses was longing after to see the face of God. We see in the Psalms that Davidic scriptures help us to understand they were looking forward to seeing the presence of God. They wanted to have that, you know, connection, a friendly connection with God to see the face of God. But only in the New Testament, listen to this, only in the New Testament, the book of John, the gospel of John helps us to understand. And the seed of woman became flesh, started dwelling among us. The seed of woman started, you know, became flesh and started living. In other words, Jesus became flesh, blood and flesh. Why? So that you and me can see the presence of God Almighty. He walked on this earth 2,000 years ago and people who were around you or around him saw the face of God Almighty through the Son, Jesus Christ. In other words, in the Old Testament, I, I helped that church understand two weeks ago, the verse 24, verse 25, and verse 26. When you read to it, verse 24 talks about Father God. Verse 25 is about Son, Jesus. Verse 26, the Lord means the Holy Spirit. So what I'm helping our church understand is 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, on this very day, Jesus walked into uh, uh, Jerusalem. On this very day, Jesus walked into Jerusalem. world around us today are celebrating Palm Sunday. They are shouting and singing Hosanna to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, who drove in uh, on, on a donkey to uh, uh, Jerusalem. Why? Because he knew what his face meant to the entire humanity. Today, I'm helping our church understand my Jesus wants to come to your home. My Jesus wants to come to your spiritual space and place that Wherever you are, Jesus walks right into you. If you allow him, my friend, you will have the face of God rested within your household. And I want to, as we go forward, let's understand this. When you have the countenance of God or the face of God over your life, you have peace over fear. Let me help our church understand with this. Let me pause there. When you have countenance of God over your life, you have peace over over fear. I don't know how many of you today needs peace when there's fearful situations around you. Come on somebody, let me help our church understand. We need peace like no other day. We need peace like no other time and moment in history. We need peace of God to govern our heart. Today, we, have, we see a lot of people, no matter where we walk in, on social media, on news, and everybody is shouting out about fear. Oh, come on, people, let me help us understand. Fear, being having fear is good because fear helps us to take some precautions. But at the same time, don't let yourself drown in that fear. But rise above that fear because the face of God shines over your life. His countenance is over your life. And His countenance lets us know that I can have peace over fear. How many of you would agree with me? I will have peace in this situation. Come on church. If you agree with me, shout an amen together. If you're fired up there, throw a fired up emoji or, or a thumbs up or shout out with a smiley face. Don't cry. I mean, if, you, if the Lord convicts you to cry, put a crying emoji too. But let's connect online as we talk. And I want to have church to understand the countenance of God. The countenance of God is over your life and it is peace over 
What is that situation that you are fear, afraid of? What are those environments that you don't want to walk in? Can I tell you, when the face of God be goes before you, every environment will change for good. Let me repeat that. When the face of God or the countenance of God goes before you, every environment will change. This is not just a feel-good message. This is what the Word of God helps us to understand. And, and last week, somebody was a Pastor Justin, are you a faith preacher? I said, yes, I am a faith preacher. Somebody asked me, are you a prosperity preacher? I said, yes, I am a prosperity preacher. I am a Jesus-only preacher. You know why? Because the Word of God helps us to understand when the countenance or the face of God goes before you, it opens doors for you, my friend. It gives you a assurance that you have peace over fear. What are those fearful situations? Come on somebody. What are those fearful situations that you are bogged down and you got locked down? You can't come outside at all. Today I want to declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the peace of God is going to govern in your, in your heart. Uh, Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. Philippians chapter 4 uh, verse 7 and it says um, um, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your number one heart and your number two minds in Christ Jesus let me read that for you again Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 we have that on our uh, online our uh, tech team is uh, putting all the scriptures up there but listen to this Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 it says and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, for the next couple of minutes, I'm going to move. I'm going to stand up here. Um, you don't have to. If you're sitting down, sit down quietly. Last week, it's funny. You know, last week, um, you know, a brother reached out and he said, Pastor Justin, when you stood up on live stream, we stood up with you because we thought it's gonna, service is going to end and we got it's on an altar call. No, no, no. Sit down. I'll let you know when you have to stand up today, okay? So, you know, this is how it goes. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind. The peace of God will, will transcend all understanding. What does understanding mean? You understand the situations around you because of the conversations you have. You understand with the situations around you because of the social media feed that puts fear in your life. You understand the situations around you. But what the word of God helps us to understand the peace of God. You know, as, as Paul is writing to the Philippian church, it's a persecuted church going through a lot of trouble. They don't have much of the wealth that many other Corinthian church uh, has or many other churches have. They are poor. There's poverty in the church. They are going through persecution. But this is the word of God. And I want to proclaim the same scripture over your life. Every single one of you who are watching me today that in Jesus' name, the peace of God will transcend. The peace of God will transcend or surpass all understanding. Number one, it will guard your heart. Number two, it will guard your heart. Your heart it is a seed throne. Your heart is the seed throne of emotions. A lot of things that you learn, a lot of things you watch, a lot of things you hear, a lot of things you, you see, you follow. My friends, you know, it, it captivates your heart. And whatever captivates your heart, it gives a signal to your mind. And you hold yourself a hostage to the situations around you. You know why? Because you are feeding on fear all the time. I want to declare in the name of Jesus, Bible says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Will guard your hearts and your minds. Come on, church. I want to ask your church today. Allow the Spirit of God to work in our life and have the peace of God to surpass all understanding, to, 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 to transcend all understanding. Yes, your understanding is facts. That is what is happening around you. Nobody can change those facts. But today you have faith over your facts. 
Today you have faith over your fear. Today you have peace over your fear. Why do I say that? Because Bible helps us to understand. I am preaching the word of God. You know, no matter what you understanding is so far, that bank balance is low. Pastor, I declare in the name of Jesus, the peace of God to govern your bank balance. Pastor, Pastor Justin, this economy is down. But I declare in the name of Jesus, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that the peace that passes all understanding is in your job situation. Pastor Justin, I am afraid I may lose my job, but I want to declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the peace that passes all understanding is around your job. Pastor Justin, my education is on a, on a, on a downhill. I don't see a hope at all. I want to declare my friend, my Bible helps us to understand. And whenever God puts a scripture in your heart, write it down, meditate on it, listen to those scriptures again and again, read those scriptures again and again, pray with those scriptures again and again, and you will see a victory in Jesus' name. The peace of God is over, over, over your life. Um, let me, let me, as, as, as we look into that, John chapter 16, verse 33, John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have the peace in this world. You will have trouble. Come on, somebody. This scripture is gold. Just mark it. Just, just write it down in your scriptures. Underline, highlight it. You know, let the scripture talk uh, faith over your life. Jesus himself is telling his disciples. John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. I have told you these things so that in me you shall have peace. All of humanity has craving for the face of God. All of humanity was longing to see the countenance in person. But in the New Testament, as Jesus walked on this earth 2,000 years ago, as flesh and blood, he talked to his disciples, he talked to everybody who was around him. And he said, I am telling you something that the face of mine will give you peace in your fearful situation. And I feel the anointing of God in this room right now. And I feel that you are wherever you are. I want to declare in Jesus name, I have told you this thing so that you may have peace in me. You have peace in no other person. Nobody else in this world can give you peace, my friend. Only God does. Only God does. You know how God works? He works through the life of people. You know, that, that boss who, who uh, you know, um, who, who was not favorable to you. That boss who thought, um, you know, you were fit for nothing. That, that family that you belong to and they said, you're not good at all. Things are going to change in your life. God says, my peace will work through the life of people around you. They are going to change in your life. And quoting from last week, I want to declare in Jesus' name, when the favor of God is upon your life, when the favor of God is over your life, in Jesus' name, when the favor of God is around you and over and in front of you, you know, wherever God takes you, it will open door. Those people who stood against you thus far are going to change. Those people who said you are fit for nothing are going to change. They are going to come looking right for you. They are going to come right looking for you. My friend, you know, when Jesus walked into Jerusalem on a tricep, we, we know the story. He walked on, sitting on a colt, uh, a donkey. No, it's of no use. People just treated it bad. It was out in, in, in the public. Nobody wanted, but no royal uh, person would love to do it. But Jesus stepped on the donkey, gave an elevated position to the donkey, and he walked, he, he, he marched inside and had a triumphant entry. I'm declaring today, as you are watching me from your living rooms, the peace of God will open doors in your life. And this is how it goes. But take heart, I have 
overcome the world. We follow God who has already overcome the world. He's already won victory over death. He's already won victory over grave. He's already won victory in every situation. So God is with us. I declare God is with us. In the Old Testament, people were longing for a face of God. In the New Testament, His name shall be called Emmanuel. It means God is is with us. What does it mean? That the Emmanuel God is around you. The Emmanuel God is with you. The Emmanuel God is walking in ahead of you and it opens, gives you access in places. Let me just go ahead. When, the, when you have the countenance of God, when you have the countenance of God over your life, you have joy over anxiety. This is the, uh, a second point that I want to share. When you have the countenance of God over your life, you have joy over anxiety. Yes, of course, situations around us are putting us in a fearful spots, but in all of these fearful situations are also raising a lot of anxious thoughts in our mind, and we are anxious for everything. We're anxious. We know what Bible has this one. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Why? Because my God, who has conquered the grave, my God, who has conquered the world, he says, you know, we're dressed in the assurance that I hold your broken world together. And as long as you, are, you understand that I hold your world together, I give you peace, my friend. I give you peace. And it helps us to wonder when you have the countenance of God over your life, you have joy over anxiety. Some of, us, some of us have lost our joy to smile. You don't, I mean, come on, somebody, look to your wife, hum, just ask your wife, when was the last time you smiled? Ask your children, if your children around, when was the last time you smiled? Come on, people. When was the last time you smiled? Don't lose your joy with what is going around. You may not have bank balance. That's okay. You don't have all of resources. That's totally fine. If you have Jesus on your side, it doesn't matter what you don't have. You can still be smiling. Hallelujah. When you smile, hell gets nervous. Demons tremble. You know why? Yeah, I, I love this portion. When you smile, when the joyous countenance over your face, you declare to the entire world, hey devil, you might have put sickness over my life. I might have gone through this troubled situation, but the countenance of my father, the Emmanuel God, his face shines upon my life. And as long as I know my God shines over my life, I can still smile and be joyful. I might be beaten up completely. I might be on a deathbed, but I have the joy of God that gives me strength. Because be it death or being alive, it's a gain of a Christian life. If I die, I see my Savior eye to eye. If I die this moment, I see my Savior eye to eye. That is the hope of a Christian church. The joy over over anxiety, joy over anxiety. Psalm 94 verse 1, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation, or in other words, your countenance brought me joy. Psalm, li listen to this, listen, it's, it's, it's really pure, uh, good scripture here. Psalm 94 verse 1, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation or, or, or God, your, your countenance, your face brought me joy. And I declare that scripture over your life. Another scripture that I want to talk and I can have the worship team right behind me during this portion is Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 18. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 18. Listen to what, how the, the, the prophet Habakkuk is mentioning, uh, talking out loud, his faith over fear in the scripture. It talks about and it is very right for all of us 
us in this situation right now. And everybody who are thousands of you guys who are joining us from around the world, I declare the same scripture in the name of Jesus. This is how it goes. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 18. Though the fig tree does not bud, there are no grapes on the wines. Though the olive crop fails and fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. I have expected things to come out of the fame, the, the places that I knew. I went to the stalls to look at the sheep. I have no kebab there. I went at the chicken shop and I wanted to have some good chicken stew and I see nothing in the market. I go to the farm, I go to the grocery shop and I see nothing. But can I tell you, the same scripture applied in today's generation. Even though I find nothing, Bible helps us to understand, yet I will rejoice in God. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Don't cry and sit aside like everybody else. Fill your life with depression and anxiety because Bible helps us to understand even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, even I don't see it around me, my God is working over my life. My God is working in my family. My, I, I don't want to declare in your life in Jesus' name, no matter where you are, my friend, today, in life journey, wherever you are, but I want to declare, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. I am fired up as I preach this message today. Don't lose your joy. Smile. Walk around knowing God works in our life. I'm not trying to give you an emotional upliftment here. I'm trying to instill faith over fear. Fear will put you back. Fear will put you in a dungeon. Fear will put you in the change. But today I talk faith over my fearful situations. I know things don't make sense at all. But if Jesus' face shines over my life, fear has no room. Every darkness will back down in the name of Jesus. The light of God, Emmanuel is with me. I have very few people in this auditorium right now. But I feel as if God's presence is leading me to preach to 10,000. You know what? Many years ago, God told me when I was standing at Zion Church to preach, whenever you preach, preach as if 10,000 are there. Last two weeks, we had almost 10,000 plus people around the world. And I declare, this is a new season in the life of Zion Church. This is a new season in the life of everybody watching me. Pastor, my dear friend who are watching from different places around, you may not have all of these experience to have a good service you may not have all the live stream equipment to have it, but can I tell you, talk, start talking faith over your fear. Your fear is what you feed will starve. What you feed will thrive and what you don't will starve. You know, feed your faith. Let your, uh, let, let, let your fear starve today. As I conclude, I want to help our church understand, don't, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. Come on, somebody. Comment below right now. Don't lose your joy. Tag somebody and let them know, don't lose your joy. If you know somebody who is going through a sickness or bad time, let them know, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. I'm going to call out some people right now. I'm going to call out some people. You know, my friend um, Anish is watching. Uh, Anish, I want to let you know, don't lose your joy. Who else is here? Who else is here? Sally Auntie is here. Um, I want to let Auntie... Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. Who else? Who else? Who else? Let me let me let me pull somebody. Pastor Sibi is here. Pastor Sibi, don't lose your joy. We had a beautiful word, wonderful word from Pastor Sibi yesterday night. Don't lose your Sean. Don't lose your joy. 
Fisher, don't lose your joy. Let me pull somebody from who is not from Dallas, who's who's um uh let me pull up somebody. 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 Let me pull up somebody here. Mira, I mean, you're watching from Nepal. Uh, 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 don't, don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy, my friend. Don't lose your joy. Today's the time that I understand, that I declare to the entire world that I won't lose my joy. I won't lose my joy. Yes, facts are true. Yes, things that is happening are exactly the same it is happening. I know that I don't, I can't do it by myself. This is not just an emotional upliftment, my friend. This is talking faith over your fear. And I believe in the name of Jesus. Man, I am fired up. On the, on, 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 on the Palm Sunday, I stand here. I stand here. My entire church is celebrating home. Um, and and they are, they're, they're worshiping Jesus in their, their living spaces. I don't have my congregation here, but I prophesy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. What is going around of me right now will not put me in shackles, will not put me in dungeon. But I have a hope in Jesus Christ. He is the assurance of my life. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. Don't lose your joy. Church, I want to, you know, uh, lastly, I want to read a scripture. I want to read a scripture very last. Let me read that for you. This is the last verse. Uh, you all with me, right? Psalm 34 verse 5. Psalm 34 verse 5. It says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in those who look to him are radiant. Those who, come on church, you might be going through what you are. Look to the radiant face of Jesus Christ. We all know the moon does not have a light of its own. It radiates whatever the sun shadows over. Planets don't have a light of their own. They radiate whatever the sun shadows over. Today our son Jesus Christ is radiating his glory, his, his grace, his mercy, his peace all over our life. And I want to declare, I want to declare. Today is a good day to celebrate. I will not be bogged down with what is happening. I'm going to get up. Emmanuel is with me. Come on church, Emmanuel is with me. If you, wherever you are, if you feel led, feel led by God, stand up in your living rooms. You can do that now. Just worship with us. As we enter into a time of praise and worship. I feel the anointing of God is ministering to your troubled heart right now. You woke up with a temperature this morning and I declare in the name of Jesus thy healing virtue of God in your room right now. The name of Jesus is above the virus's name. The name of Jesus brings peace and joy. And I declare in Jesus' name. I declare peace in Jesus' name. You're afraid. I declare peace in Jesus' name. I declare peace in Jesus' name. Judge, a lot of you are uh, tithing online, a huge thank you, huge thank you. Some of you um, reached out and said, Pastor Justin, we have our offerings. What do we do? We have our offering. I would say, collect your offerings. Collect your offering. Keep it aside. When you come back to church, we are going to have a glorious return Sunday, celebration Sunday. We're going to throw in all that we collected for all these weeks. I want to encourage parents who are sitting down with your children right now. You can encourage them. The same attitude that you have when you come to church, you give them offering, tithe and offerings. That's part of our worship. Give it to them. Let them collect in a piggy bank. Let them collect it. And when you come to church after three weeks or four weeks, when you come, bring that entire thing. 
give to the Lord. I want you to teach your children the value of giving to God Almighty. And also right now, for your tithes and offering, for your tithes and offering, you don't have to wait to come back. For your tithes and offering, you can always go to Venmo or church online or website. And, and there are many giving options. Also at Zelle, you can go, go on, you know, ZionChurch.giving. Uh, and you, you can contribute to tithes uh, in, in that platform. But with your offerings, keep it with you. Come back. We are going to have a great celebration Sunday. A Thanksgiving celebration Sunday. I can already sense it. I can already sense it. Also church, next week we celebrate the Easter Sunday with around the world. I am planning to reach to at least 25,000 people next Sunday. Reach 25,000 people. I think we can do it. Invite somebody to join us online for next Sunday's service. Invite somebody. Tag them. Let them come. Share this. Let there be hope that arises in every fearful situation. Also, next Sunday, we are going to participate in Holy Communion together. Holy Communion. I want us to do it. There is power in Holy Communion. When you do it with faith, when you do it with, with, with belief, it brings healing in your room, houses. It brings healing in your living rooms. It brings healing in your life. Let's do Holy Communion together. Let's do Holy Communion together. All I'm asking you to do is, of course, uh, to us the end part of an announcement thing I will come back and help us understand but all I'm asking you to do is when you go for grocery shopping this week buy an extra packet of bread and, and grape juice keep it separate in your house next week together we will pray over it and we will take part, part participate in it I want the head of the household to lead us in the time of holy communion within your home if you guys are ready for worship I am ready for worship I am pumped up already ready for worship I, I have my dear brother, Pastor Roshan, with me. He's going to take us into the throne room of Jesus Christ once again. As we sing that Malayalam song, lift up his holy name. Let us declare the wonders of God in our living rooms. Over to my brother Roshan. We're going to be in a time of praise and worship. God bless you guys.